Hello, everyone. Thank you for clicking on the first episode. We're going to talk about who we are, what's going on, and then we will rank the 30 best players in the NBA. Welcome to Dimes. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Carter. And I'm JR. And we're the Dimes Brothers. We're not that. Don't call us that, please. In fact, Nick, leave it in. Nick is our editor. Nick, leave it in. But no one is legally allowed to call us the Dimes Brothers. But you can call us your lovely co-hosts, because that's what we are. In this pod, we're going to talk about basketball. I love basketball. JR loves basketball. And why do we like basketball, JR? that's what we grew up watching (laughs) that's what we grew up watching we're massive spurs fans we both lived through basically the entire spurs dynasty for the first 20 something years of our lives it was an incredible time to be a spurs fan it was also a great time to just be a basketball fan and so is today we never went through the times when it wasn't on prime time or when nba players were actively dying It's just everyone's making lots of money, which is great for the players and great for us as the fans because we have 30 teams, tons of product, tons of games, and tons of things to enjoy. How do we know each other, JR? Who are we? We are old college roommates. (laughs) Uh, Rooming in room 119 at Texas And uh, we spent the majority of our time living together with basketball on we did um school year takes up just most of the time basketball is happening uh, which is really exciting we watched basically every spurs game we could in our dorm room and also every other game we could in our dorm room i'll never forget the first time leaving that dorm room at halftime of a spurs mavericks game we're wearing all of our spurs stuff we both grew up in san antonio we walk into a public area and all of a sudden People are booing. And I'm like, oh, cool, gang. Who are we all booing together? People were booing us. There were Mavericks fans in the air. And I was like, this is insanity. How can this possibly happen to America's greatest team? This is a year after we won the championship for the fifth time. What's up? Um, But yeah, that's how we know each other. We've been friends for a big chunk of our lives. And basketball has been a huge part of that friendship. Enough about us, even though... We're the only two people who are going to be talking for the next hour. (laughs) What is this podcast? (laughs) JR told me to not say this too aggressively, but I'm going to say it. (laughs) It's a fun and knowledgeable, folks, conversation about all things NBA. And we're not trying to be jerks, but now a little bit I am. We know some stuff about the NBA. We watched it a lot, but it's also going to be fun. Um, We're not going to get into, like... We're not the most analytics-driven people. We're going to use a little bit of that. We're not the most salary cap people. We're going to use a little bit of that. We love the game of basketball, and we want to love the game of basketball with everybody. JR, anything else the listeners should expect? No, this is a free form. Bring anything you want to talk about the NBA, favorite teams, favorite players, favorite outside game time storylines, whatever <laughs> we want to talk about as it relates to basketball. Exactly. So for a basketball pod, I thought the best way for our new listeners to get to know us is just go through what we appreciate in basketball. So go through our favorite teams, some player stuff. Um, we alluded to this. We both love the Spurs. That's your favorite team, right, JR? Absolutely. So what are some other teams you have enjoyed watching in the past and maybe are going to look forward to watch this rest of this new season? Yeah, when I kind of first realized there were other teams in the league other than the Spurs, (laughs) uh, one of my first other favorites uh, just happened to be the New York Knicks. Kind of right Mm. around the time when Carmelo went there. I knew, knew about him specifically on the Nuggets and that team was like, really fun too but I was like when he went to the Knicks I was like cool the Knicks are my like other team and they've been good for exactly one year 
<laughs> since I've started liking them. <laughs> so that's always good. Even a recent Knicks fan has seen very little success. Um, yeah, for me, I kind of will just follow a style more than anything. So sometimes that will travel with the player. Like I love the Nuggets with Jokic. Like he just kind of creates a whole style of that. I was also rooting for the Warriors as soon as the Spurs started to falter recently, um, just because they stay play that team basketball style. So any team that is passing the ball around is not one player centered. I'm going to really enjoy watching that team. So even the Heat, a former rival of the Spurs, not really a long history with them, I would enjoy watching. You got another team besides the Knicks? I do now live in Denver, so I have adopted watching a lot of Nuggets games. Obviously, love watching the reigning MVP uh, and excited to see that team fully healthy start next season. Yeah, I, I don't know what to expect from the Nuggets. Like they had that little month and a half stretch with everyone healthy after they got Aaron Gordon and it looked really great. We haven't really seen it since that moment. And then a little weird stuff in the bubble where Jamal Murray looked awesome. But all that combined still puts a question mark in my head, but I'm going to be rooting for the Nugs. And it's really easy to root for other teams when our main team, the Spurs, are purposely tanking and trying to lose as many games as legally allowed in the NBA. Uh, favorite players? You know, not a surprise. Love Jokic. Also really love Jimmy Butler. Maybe a little surprise. Westbrook, not really a team guy, but the effort that he puts night in and night out and that guy, unless his like tibia is sticking out, like he's going to be on the basketball court. And in a time where the you know top thirty best players in the league are missing an average of like sixteen games, like that just didn't used to happen. Uh, maybe it's for the best. Maybe that is good based on the eighty-two game schedule. They should be resting some of those games. But if that's the answer, that's that's not great. That's not a great thing that is happening. But Westbrook and uh, Westbrook, Butler, and Jokic are probably my big three that are not current Spurs. Also, Steph Curry. How can you hate Steph Curry? True. Uh, yes, for me, I mentioned it earlier. My first kind of outside Spurs love was Carmelo Anthony, which mm. is his play style is like the complete opposite of everything the Spurs have ever done. Just like, give me the ball. Everyone go to the opposite side of the court. I might not even dribble and I'm shooting a jumper in your face. Like <laughs> uh, just kind of loved how different it was from everything that I'd ever seen before. Um, can never take LeBron for granted. <laughs> You can't even going into his 19th full year. This will be in the year 19 when he's done. I think so. Yeah. It's truly, truly insane that he is still one of the most athletic players. And you do got to love LeBron unless you're going up against him. It's a great guy. Great player. Whatever. LeBron love fest over favorite all time <laughs> players. Now on the Spurs, my all time favorite player it was probably Larry Bird. I remember watching that Courtship of Rivals HBO documentary about Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and just like being this bigger guy who could pass from anywhere and was a three-point shooter. Like that style appealed to me as I was like, well, that person could play in any time, any era. So Larry Bird, um, but also like Charles Barkley. It's a really incredible like thing that he was successful in the NBA, kind of like Westbrook. It is just like pure effort at all points because he's basically the size of a current shooting guard, <laughs> but he would like lead the league in rebounding and was this machine who couldn't shoot at all, but it was incredibly efficient. I mean, Charles Barkley, he's like Draymond, except for offense instead of defense. Right. <laughs> you got an all-time fave. I mentioned him already a couple times on this pod. My favorite non-spur of all time is Carmelo Anthony. I just love how much he scores. I think he's like number nine all-time scoring, and he's still playing, still on the bench. Um, it's we got to do we got to do a Carmelo like look back because the peak of his career, I feel like, has really been lost. 
because it happened like mostly on the Nuggets and then a little bit on the Knicks, that three-year span when LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh and the, and the Heatles were the biggest story in the NBA. It's like all those guys were drafted in the same year Carmelo was. They were all peaking at the same time Carmelo was. His, his career was just so much less playoff successful. Favorite Spurs. Obviously, we love Manu, Tony, and Timmy, the classics. Mm-hmm. So favorite Spur right now, I don't know, but we got to give a little Spurs love. I mean, I love Keldon Johnson, and I like Sohan a lot. And those are probably the two guys I would say are most likely to be successful in the NBA. Haven't really seen a lot from Vassal. Um, I know it's a sell, but I'm just going to say it the way I say it. You have to get used to that, folks. That's how I'd be talking. <laughs> yeah, Vassal has like a lot of potential. <laughs> We're rolling with it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but we'll have to see what he does next year. We got a lot of young guys that, and it's up for grabs. Who wants to step up? Who wants to attempt to be the leader on our squad? But not too good because we need to lose a lot of games. <laughs> we do. The thing about resting players and how I was against that, except for ours, please rest them up one game a week. I want to take a Premier League schedule on this one. Just throw out. <laughs> if, if we're playing the Warriors, hey, let's send all our guys out for that one. Just get a little experience with the big boys. Well, so I think that's a great get to know us for you listeners. Send us your favorite all-time player at at dimes pod on Twitter. Not a joke, folks. It's a real Twitter feed that you can follow. And if guess what? If you follow us, we'll follow you back. We're a young blossoming pod. Let's be friends with each other. Next, we're going to talk about the top, 30 players in the NBA. JR made his list. I made mine. We're going to go back and forth and create one perfect, unassailable list of the 30 best players in the NBA right after this. We're back. We came up with this list of top 30 guys in the NBA and you know, there's qualifiers for every list. Some have age, somehow, some have salary, some have personality. We're going to combine a lot of those things. But the number one thing we thought about was you have this guy for one year. Basically you are the GM of the first team and then you're GM of the second team. And then you are the other GM of the third team. And if the other, if the first three guys were off the board, who would you pick fourth for one season, regular season and playoffs combined it all into one perfect list? Because that's really all that matters, right? Who cares how much your, how many, how much your salary cap was, how much luxury tax you paid. If you're getting championship rings at the end of the season, right? It doesn't exactly. matter. So JR, we're going to start number one and we're going to go down all 30. JR, who is the best player in this next NBA season? The best player going into next NBA season should come as no surprise. Goes by the name of Giannis Atetokounmpo. Great pronunciation, great player. I have no qualms. Yeah. Why, why is he going to be the best? Yeah, there's why no debate be about that. He's arguably defensive player of the year every year at this point. He can get to the rim whenever he wants guards one through five. He can even sneaky make some threes if he needs to, although you probably want all of his other strengths to be happening other than that one. But um, there's just no answer for him. I don't really, I haven't really seen a team be able to shut him down. Yeah. Any of the other guys on this list can't really convincingly be the best defensive and best offensive player on the team like this is LeBron at his apex type stuff with Giannis and just like LeBron at his apex a massive win is when that person takes a three Mm -hmm. Uh, but Giannis has that clutch gene in him like he what was it 80 something percent from the free throw line in the finals last year and was hitting threes when he needed to throughout that Celtics series. He just couldn't carry that whole squad. But if there was any guy that could have beaten that Celtics team 
and almost did, it would be Giannis. Who's your number two? I got no disagreements there. Number two, we're going two-time and reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. Okay, okay. I do disagree slightly there, but will you just give us the top five? Let's round up the top five. Giannis, Jokic, then I have Luka, Steph, and Embiid. Okay. In that order. Can I just sell you on why I think Luka, I would rather have him than Jokic? Let's hear it. Because he's just like one of the best playoff performers of all time that we've seen so far. I know Jokic is super good too, but this guy is insane. He's hitting step back threes. He's making fun of the Suns as he's like possibly ruining their franchise in this uh, group that they have currently. And he's done it with way less support than Jokic has when his team is at full strength. No doubt. No doubt. I think that it was a tough two, three, but I would have liked to see Jokic last season with Doncic's roster Mm. and vice versa. I think, I think there was not a lot of pressure for the nuggets to do well at all. And I think he tried in the playoffs specifically, but he's, Double MVP. I think if he had healthy, good teammates, he might be inclined to try a little bit harder. So I'm willing to bet on having Jokic at the two spot. If we can somehow obtain each of these players' uh, body fat percentage preseason, <laughs> whoever has the lower one gets the two spot. I think. Can we agree on that? I think we're down for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so if cool. you want it, submit your body fat percentages to <laughs> at dimes pod. Pod <laughs> at Dimes Pod. So then you had Curry, right? Yeah, yeah. Curry at four. Curry at four. Reigning Finals MVP. Finally put that trophy up on the mantle, and he still just has that gravity that he's had. I don't know if I don't know if there's ever been a superstar that will age as well as Steph Curry is aging in front of our eyes. Exactly. Can, I can't think of another one. I mean, Tim Duncan aged well, like he didn't hurt the team in terms of winning but curry is still lifting his teammates up as a point guard at age 34 35 yeah and we can we can say lebron did that as well um but just like the shooting will never ever go away lebron has had to really develop that shooting and his athleticism dropped off a little bit but steph the shooting's still there yeah lebron yeah, let me. I guess let me rephrase that a little bit. LeBron obviously still incredible, but the thing that has dipped is making his teammates incredible. Yeah, still at this point, where Curry is still allowing Bielitsa to see finals minutes. That's how good Steph Curry is, and it works. Yeah, it does work. God, I love Bielitsa. I can't believe he's out of the NBA. Also, seemingly by choice. Right. Like, who wouldn't want that? guy i mean i guess 29 teams but it seemed like he really wanted to be in the league still very odd we'll get that we'll get that be elite information for you knowledgeable folks all right so at five you had Embiid. i had tatum oh we are loving tatum here huh yeah i just here's why i like tatum kind of with the honest thing he could be the best defensive and offensive player on the court. Same thing with Embiid. I gave the nudge to Tatum because he will play the games. That is true. Tatum plays all the games. Embiid, huge injury risk. Although he's been better recently, I still wouldn't label him not an injury risk. I mean, just even if he didn't have the history, it's like you're 7'2", not particularly lean, and love to do Euro steps from the top of the key. Like, that's not going to there's no real history of that being like, and then he lived happily ever after and <laughs> continued to win MVPs into his late thirties. That doesn't exist for someone his size ever, but he, I didn't want to ding Tatum for making it to the finals and not being as great as he was because Embiid has never made it to the finals. Sometimes he gets to the second round and isn't as great as he needs to be. Right. True. I think I love 
the defensive center, again, if you can stay healthy, your defensive anchor being your center is still the best way that that can go. Yeah. Like Anthony Davis in his peak, like if that person type of person is moving around, destroying the rim and not completely losing a perimeter player, like we've seen him be, be able to do. Yeah. Then that is incredibly uh, helpful. And you are right. And Tatum's really good on the wing too. Uh, but Embiid also kind of can't be stopped on the offensive end. So I had to give a little edge to Embiid. It's true. We are talking about the person who was second in MVP voting. Exactly. He does this like to year. flop and break his face though. <laughs> so That's the thing. It's the injury thing. And that's why I'm still sticking to my Tatum guns here is because the Celtics were not like wiped away off the face of the earth by the Warriors in the finals. And Tatum did perform poorly from the offensive end. He was extremely cold from three. But his defense, like he's a better defender than Marcus Smart. That's just kind of any advanced defense analytics you see. Like Tatum is a monster. He is as big and as menacing as Kawhi's frame is. Now he doesn't try as hard. His hand isn't as big. So he can't just rip the ball from unexpecting rookies in the NBA. But Tatum's a great player. And he's still getting better. Absolutely. People say that a lot, but he's not, he's, he is just not 28 yet. So he's still getting better, which for next season, that's why I lean to Tum. And it's rightfully so you're leaning towards Tatum because for our next chunk, we are going to start off with Jason Tatum at number six for me. Cool. Let's just uh, rattle them off. Who's your six through 10? Uh, six Tatum, then uh, Durant, Butler, Devin Booker, and LeBron James. Couldn't leave LeBron out of the top 10 just yet. <laughs> All right. So you had. Booker, then Butler, or Butler, then Booker? I had Butler, then Booker. Okay, so that's going to be my question here, right? I think we can agree it's basically as low as we could possibly put Durant. Yes, yes, at number uh, seven. seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. Right, I mean, I mean you, you can't put him much higher because he kind of also gets injured a lot. It's the same thing with Embiid, except he's six years older than him <laughs> six years older and a lot of pounds lighter like he's literally just skin and bone there's no padding <laughs> anywhere and one side Embiid's weight is a massive deterrent and problem the other side you got some padding so it's helpful when you fall all the time Durant's skinny bones do look very frail but Durant he's at seven we don't know where he's gonna go we don't know how hard he's gonna try next season if he sticks with the Nets but we can't put him any lower than that because at any given night, he's probably the best offensive player on the floor. Exactly. And one of the best offensive players we've ever seen. Probably still. <laughs> probably still. So there you go. Seven Durant. You can earn your way up, bud. Uh, Booker Butler, the double Bs. I had him just flipped. I had Booker ahead of Butler. Why is Butler better than Booker? I think I would have had it switched, but then last year's playoffs happened and I was so impressed with how hard it wasn't just the effort that he put forward, but like he tried so hard and was so good talking about Butler. He was hitting threes. He was getting to the rim against harsh defense, like leading his team kind of like he always has leading by example. Mm. Um, I think Booker is way worse at defense Yep, that's an absolute fact. Is Butler maybe is one of the best perimeter defenders, or he's definitely one of the best perimeter defenders yeah. in the league. Yeah, yeah. He could be the best. And I think Booker's softer. Oh, <laughs> that's not Charmin even a huge. Soft? <laughs> well, I don't think he's like wet, wet toilet paper soft, but like <laughs> oh, gross, <laughs> gross fish. <laughs> but if we're just comparing <laughs> Booker and Butler, I will take what I know is going to be 115% effort every second that he's on the court, coupled with what he showed offensively and what he's always shown defensively. Um, 
Yeah, I I valued in my mind, it really was regular season versus playoffs. Playoff Jimmy crushes it. It's a meme. He's all exhausted. He's going to single-handedly push his team forward in a series. Now, against the Celtics, people sometimes forget that there were some stinkers in the middle there. A lot of people just remember the great ones. But he did have those great ones, and he was one shot away from making the NBA Finals, which is still, even though that reality is inches away, I cannot fathom the Heat playing the Warriors in the Finals. Like, how? How could have that possibly happened? They had to have some good players, right? So Jimmy Butler being this high. But Booker's regular season just consistency is, is the star of the show in this argument for me. Put him in the spotlight because you got to get to the playoffs. And that guy was the best player on a team, the only team in the NBA this season to win more than 60 games. Chris True. Paul was dishing him out and Booker was putting him back. I think I'll be very interested interested to see what Booker does now that Chris Paul might be completely washed, question mark. <laughs> Hit us up at Dimes Pod on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, he'll have an opportunity to show that. I think it he might have been and was probably the best player on the Suns last year, but it was kind of Chris Paul's team, right? So next year, he's going to have a chance to really shine whatever he wants to do. Um, sure, he can score 70. He's done it before. He do, which is really impressive. <laughs> yeah, and that's why he almost was ahead of Butler. But um, I just know what Butler's going to bring on both ends. So so far, we've had just a couple switches: Tatum and Bead, Booker, Butler in our top nine. But number ten, which is what a lot of people like to have, is this imaginary cutoff between like the super elite and the not. It's not that for us. I don't think. I mean, in my mind, it's like one, two, three with Giannis Doncic, Jokic, and then a little tiny drop off to the next crew. But 10, it's a good round number. You have LeBron. I do not have LeBron. Who, who's up on your number 10? I'm a very surprising person for anyone that knows me. I have Kawhi Leonard. Oh, my God. <laughs> let All me right. tell you. Okay, this, let is me tell our, you. this is our first and last pod. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm calm. And I'm going to describe this rationally. I'm glad you can remember back when he played basketball. It's been so long. <laughs> I searched through the archives to the historical record. It was grainy sepia tone footage, but I found it. And then I saw that video of him walking into the Clippers workout room where he looked like yep. a middle linebacker. Absolutely. <laughs> It's like this guy's how'd he get into that room with those shoulders? He must have shimmied in sideways. And just the reason that you are shocked that he's 10 is why he's my 10. Because when Kawhi Leonard misses a lot of time that next season, he typically wins the NBA finals. So the last time he missed this amount of time is when he was breaking our hearts in San Antonio next year. He came came to the Toronto Raptors and just waltzed into a championship with that team, taking back-to-backs off, resting his knee whenever he wanted to. And that's what the Clippers are going to do. And that's what I'm predicting for Kawhi. He hasn't played basketball in a really long time, but I don't think he's been truly that injured like a Clay Thompson was. I think he's been practicing. He clearly has been working out because (laughs) he was an F-350. That's a truck for people who don't live in Texas. (laughs) That's interesting. If everything you're saying is true and he just can pick up 10 years ago when he last played basketball, (laughs) then he's number 10. He might even be higher. Hmm. But, and this might be illogical, but I just am not going to assume that he's going to play basketball. Either he's injured or not injured. (laughs) That's okay. Okay. Hear me out. This is his time to shine. He's been resting for so long. So again, in the mindset of this exercise, if I was a GM and Giannis, Jokic, Doncic, Curry, Tatum, and B, Durant, Booker, Butler were gone, I have the 10th pick and I'm trying to do the best thing for my team, the risk reward of a peak Kawhi, in my mind, is worth it. Worth it at number 10. Okay. 
respect. I something I would never do. <laughs> so sell me on LeBron. You got him at 10. You got this man who also doesn't play a lot of basketball games. True, but he's been working out with his sons. He's getting that young influence. So the 10th pick for both of us was Instagram based. <laughs> Absolutely. Big on Instagram at Dimes Pod on Instagram. <laughs> um, I just think that he's the second maybe best player of all time. I think his team has been bad since he won his last championship two years ago. And I think that he, maybe not the team, but I think he is excited to prove that he'll be the oldest and like the best player to be this old. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a lock, whether he kind of has not a good season or not. <laughs> True. <laughs> At age 38? Yeah, God, is he 38? He's not 39 yet. <laughs> well, he was drafted quick maths. He was 18 in 2003. So we're. <laughs> this is what you want from a basketball pod guessing LeBron's age. <laughs> yeah, we'll play a guessings game, a little guessings game each, uh, each episode. How old is he? He is 37. So he'll be turning 38 this year. Right. So he's definitely going to be the best 38 year old basketball player ever. Just. Is his peak high enough to be worth the tenth spot in this list? Like, can he take take a team of random guys to the finals, like he could when he was back in Cleveland both times? I think that if he, because when he hasn't been injured, he's still been incredibly good. He's like taken a little um, time off on the defensive end, and maybe. That's partially by choice, partially. I think definitely he can't keep it up for a full game anymore. But I think the passing can still be there. I think when he decides to drive to the basket, still no one can stop him. And I think that other players on the court would disagree with this because they're professional athletes. But I (laughs) think that when you are staring down LeBron James, Mm. I think you're a little intimidated. I yeah, that's actually a really killer point because now people like rookies are like that could be my dad. Like that's, yeah. they've been watching him for certainly since they can remember. Yeah. So that's actually a fantastic point. And maybe he's gonna start getting the reverence. And I think there's a sneaky he can become kind of like an asshole on the court. He'll be mm. like, Yeah, little kid, I've been doing this since you were just a <laughs> just a thought, you know. Like you're wearing my shoes. Like I own yeah. you right now. <laughs> you're wearing my 17th edition of my shoe. <laughs> All right. For my top 10, we had Giannis, Jokic, Luca, Steph, Embiid, Tatum, Durant, Butler, Booker, and LeBron. That's a pretty good top 10. I disagree slightly with it, but. After this, we're going to come back, talk about the final 20 in our top 30. Enjoy this musical break. All right, we're back, starting with our number 11. Our next five are Ja Morant, Paul George, Bam Adebayo, Kawhi Leonard, and Donovan Mitchell. What stands out to you in that next five? Well, I mean, Kawhi being a little low, but I get it. it. It's the risk. We just talked about it. That's fine. But Mitchell, this I'm, little guard, I don't know. He's too, too small motion, question mark? I, I realize, based on our conversation that we've had in the past few months, that I might be one of the bigger Donovan Mitchell fans <laughs> out there and that's not only because he's probably gonna go to the new york knicks we'll have to see that might have bumped up uh his stock for me a little bit but i think (laughs) he's a great scorer he's shown he can be a pretty good defender although maybe not last year um and he's got that d-weight influence i think if he can get influenced at all by that guy he'll be he'll keep being pretty good and i say that talking about mitchell and then I'm looking down at my list and I have Morant basically where you did. And it's like, isn't Ja just worse than Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> I kind of think so. 
<laughs> right? But then like, how is a Mitchell higher than him? It's like, we value this potential and these dunks, I guess. But Mitchell has kind of crushed it in certain playoff series and certain ones. He's just had a poo-poo platter. But kind of same thing for Ja. Yeah. But uh, is it just the bonus points for potential? We just don't want to be wrong. We are acting like real NBA GMs. It's value potential more than like, hey, what has this person actually done? <laughs> I think so, because, right, Jaw was at 11 for me and Donovan Mitchell at the bottom of this chunk at 15. But just a couple of years ago in the bubble, Donovan Mitchell was having 50-point showdowns with Jamal Murray. So he he's played in big playoff games. He's shown up. He scored big. We'll see what he does next. This past year was a little bit of a dip. Seems like the whole Jazz team kind of had lost confidence in themselves. So I kind of discount that a little bit. But then it's like for a whole regular season, like you're a superstar, yeah. you're just going to be a little sleepy on there. So that's why I have Mitchell a little lower. Um, Paul George, kind of the same thing as Kawhi. Wait, was Paul George ahead of Kawhi on your list? He was two spots ahead of Kawhi on my list. <laughs> his peak is just not as good as Kawhi and they're about the same injured again might be a little (laughs) illogical on the Kawhi thing but I just feel like if I'm like I wonder who's going to show up to work today I would put money on PG before I'd put money on Kawhi (laughs) you're turning me into a thing I thought I would never become a Kawhi Leonard sympathizer, hey. but he's just so good. That's why we loved him. You you put him that high, I'm going to make you defend it the whole pod. <laughs> just keep lowering him. Now, Paul George and the rest of that Clippers team, it's going to be pretty wild. We'll get into that in later pods. But Paul George's peak, when he's hitting those threes, it's also insane. He's also an elite defender. And really, if they are healthy... Kawhi and Paul George, I think we could probably leap them both if we knew are going to be healthy, like top 10 question mark. Yeah, around there for sure. So with Ja and Donovan Mitchell, it's like, will they, are they able to find the right spot, stay healthy and shoot from three effectively for the first time for Ja and again for Donovan Mitchell and then Paul, Paul George and Kawhi, can they remain healthy and return to where we've seen their peaks. The other two guys on that list, Bam and Brandon Ingram are healthy, are great young players. Why are they that low? Well, I think we appreciate the team aspect. Like you mentioned earlier in the pod on the heat, Bam plays his role. He's not one of the top scorers in the league. He is one of the top defenders in the league, although he might not put up like heavy, heavy defensive stats. Um, He just, would be a great spur number one (laughs) not this year because we need to lose games right but i love everything about bam and i kind of wish i could put him even higher but he just doesn't have the stats yeah brandon ingram has all the stats and has not contributed a ton to winning basketball maybe because of coaching maybe because of situation but looks like a talent wise a superstar Absolutely. And you're getting a little ahead. I have Brandon Ingram just a tad lower. Oh, I'm staring at my list over here. I thought you said Ingram. That's a little preview for the next chunk. (laughs) That's an oops on me. Going back to Bam, I also had him in this uh, item 14 in my list. And I just think you get a bonus for any player if you can go into any NBA lineup and there's a spot for you. And that's true for Bam. Obviously, that's true for, like, the elite elite superstars. But, I mean, like, Bam could be the center. He could be the power forward. And, honestly, he could probably play with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen on the Cavs. Like, there's not an NBA team that Bam will not be able to find a spot on. Yeah. Even with all their current players, he's going to get there. And he wouldn't be the number one option, and that's why he's not higher on the list. But he is going to be, like – cool, I do not have to worry about this guy. Basically, on either side of the court, he's going to make the right decisions, and everyone on the team's going to love him. I may have spoiled a little bit of this next chunk, but who's your 16 through 20? 16 through 20, starting it off, Brandon Ingram. Good tease. <laughs> so we got Brandon Ingram, Trey Young, Bradley Beal, Carl Anthony Towns, and James Harden. 
at number 20. Wow. Bradley Beal is my first thought. <laughs> a little high, you think? A, a little high for Brad. I So how do you think he's going to respond to getting one of the largest paychecks an athlete has ever received? Yeah, that might not always be a good sign. But yeah. I kind of pushed that to the side, you know, because sure. I went back and I looked at his career. And he had a whole phase when he was partners with John Wall, where they were in the playoffs and big games doing really well. And then not this past year, but the previous two years before that, he averaged over 30 points a game and led the league in scoring. So he can play. I wonder yeah. what he's going to be next season. And that's why he's lower. But like, if you're getting a 30 plus point per game score, I, he's got to be top 20 for me. Yeah. I mean, was he ahead of Harden? He was ahead of Harden. Yeah, I could see that. Because, like, if Beal was on the 76ers, I know this this is not exactly the experiment we're doing, but I would be extremely excited for the 76ers taking Beal as the sidekick instead of Harden. So I guess you're right there. I, I really worry about, again, the contract he's received and the different situations that we've seen him in playoff successful team with the John wall wizards. And as he's like become more of the number one option, like the team wins fewer and fewer games. So, I mean, maybe I'm getting a great sidekick with this pick, but if he's my best player on my team, it's kind of that question mark of would I rather have a Darius Garland or even mm. a Rudy Gobert ahead oh. of Bradley Beal, where it's like maybe Rudy doesn't particularly make individuals better, but he's going to lift the team defense, where Beal can get those 30 points and buckets is buckets. You got to score more points to win a game. But has he really improved anyone around him for a while? I don't know. In fact, I would say he hasn't. I do know. <laughs> And I can't argue with that, but I, at some, some point down the list, I wanted to put someone that could get some buckets. Will you go 21 through 30 for us? Starting with 21, we got, and you're going to love this, DeMar DeRozan. Oh my sweet Christ, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. This is a fun prank, right? <laughs> I was surprised. I surprised myself. Is this my Kawhi Leonard moment right now? <laughs> okay. I will collect my thoughts and let you finish. Please continue. <laughs> As I was saying, 21, DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> Damian Lillard, Jalen Brown, Anthony Davis, and Pascal Siakam. And the last five of the top 30, Zach Levine. Rudy I'm going to throw up. I'm throwing up. Zach Levine, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> Darius Garland, Anthony Edwards, and a complete potential pick, Zion Williamson. Let me tell you, folks, you know who was not in my top 30? It's DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> How can you put DeMar DeRozan ahead of Zach Levine? Let's just focus in on these two teammates right here. Uh, Well, one of them was an MVP candidate and the other one was not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure, sure. But we've seen him, right? We've like, we've seen what what happens in the playoffs with old DeMar. That is true. I think that he's still a pretty good scorer again on Instagram. Uh, at Dimes Pod, <laughs> he's been kind of killing it in those summer league games with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he <clears throat> is getting older. Maybe should have been lower on my list, but he's still shown that he's very clutch immediately when he left the Spurs. <laughs> yes, um, and he was an MVP candidate for part of the season. I know, and I kind of agree that might have been overblown, but he legitimately was one of the best five players in the league for a solid portion of the league for, of the season, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think he's better on defense when he's on a better team. And he'll just never shoot threes. And everyone needs to get over that. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they're game winners. True. That's true. Unless it's a clutch shot, in which case it doesn't matter where he is on the court. (laughs) Yeah. There is some benefit to having a number one scorer who is willing to pass at this level in the, in the twenties at 21 with this pick, like you don't have to worry about a lot of things when you have DeMar DeRozan. And again, to counter that Bradley Beal point, DeMar is a great playmaker at this point, kind of from anywhere in the court. He got a lot of experience. He kind of just went through like training camp when he was with the Spurs. He got to do a little bit of everything and he came out a better player and he works really hard. That is something about DeMar DeRozan. But, I mean, Anthony Edwards, like, shouldn't he just be better than DeMar next year? I don't know. I went back and looked at it. He has a lot of potential, Mm -hmm. but he just hasn't done it yet. I think he's going to be great. I don't know that he's definitely going to be better than DeMar next season. I think it might be, like, close. I just want to see... Anthony Edwards do it. Okay. Reasonable. And I do agree, kind of, but <laughs> it's just DeMar's doing this. For the listener, I pointed my hand in a downward motion. And Anthony Edwards is doing this. Again, listener, I did the opposite direction. <laughs> DeMar, ah, the ceiling is just, like, it's impossible to break through. It's just right here. And that's like pretty good playoff team that I would say you're probably happy to see if DeMar DeRozan it's not like ooh they're going to be upset to see that squad in the first round you're probably happy to see DeMar oh cool it's DeMar what's up bud let's beat you in five games the DeMar sweep who were you surprised that you left off your list I was surprised that I left Chris Paul off my list So I had him right at 30 on mine. And it's just like, he does elevate winning, but it's like, at what point does that stop? So I put him at 30 just to keep him on there. Cause he is an all time great player. So what, what do you think Chris Paul's production is going to be this year? He had a really good regular season still, but that playoffs and he might've just been hurt, but it was so jarring for me that, I I couldn't have him on the top 30. I think he's definitely contributing to winning next year, but I think I had 30 guys that would contribute more. I had him at 31 for what it's worth. I think he's still going to be an incredible passer. His like shoulder and like small guyness. I don't know if he's like ever going to be a hundred percent healthy again. Um, But at the very least, he's going to be an incredible playmaker for that team. Yeah. There's 82 games in the regular season. Everyone knows that you need to win 16 more (laughs) to win an NBA finals. So quick maths, that's 98 games. If you sweep everybody. So minimum, (laughs) if you don't, you're probably in the 108 range. Maybe, maybe a little less than that, but so and they're not going to play a full 82 games the regular season, but Chris Paul hasn't even proven that he can play 90 games regular season and playoffs healthy combined. So I agree. I just thought around this range, if I'm picking, this is my guy, this is the guy on my team. Mm-hmm. I would still kind of want a Chris Paul around to mentor people, question mark slash destroy them completely with DeAndre Ayton like it depends like sometimes like he's the perfect guy to mentor you if you're Devin Booker or like I cannot be in the same room as this person if you're Blake Griffin and DeAndre Ayton I don't know if he just hates big man or what's going on (laughs) and I and I and I thought about that but in this exercise there are 30 teams if you have the 30th pick do you want your the number one pick on your team to be like an old guy mentor <laughs> who can pass and maybe not score as much anymore. And yeah, that's, that's why a, he lets him off. That's a great point. Let's get on. Let's get to the Pelican in the room. Zion Williamson. He 
briefly showed what he can do, which was incredible. And if he can stay under the new contractual <laughs> weight plus BMI. Yeah, I saw, I saw that basically in his contract. It was released or found out that there his like body mass index plus his weight have to be below, I think, 295. Yeah. Was it was a threshold? Uh, which I which track. I which I've seen is in a lot of contracts. Right. It yeah. just the one that might not meet it is a scion. <laughs> is that's why everyone's talking about it. Everyone else is like, yeah, sure, I'm gonna do that, no problem. I'll probably be way under. Yeah. But Zion's like, honestly, we don't know. <laughs> I guess that is a fair point about that. But he's gotta be under that, right? I mean, that's like a ton. Because like Obese is, is like 35, right? On a body mass index. Yeah, I don't really know, but sure. Like, plus his height. Height has a lot to do with it. I'm just thinking general maths here. Mm-hmm. Basically, it would have to be like a massive amount of his weight pulling that weight. Like, he would have to be like 275, right. 270. Like, does he look that? Maybe? I don't the know. Eye, the, the eye test, it's honestly hard to see. I know he's like a lot shorter than Shaq. But like you know how Shaq like looked fat. <laughs> Zion yeah, I do. looks fat. <laughs> sometimes you get a beautiful metaphor. Sometimes you just <laughs> say someone be looking fat. <laughs> True, it is what it is. <laughs> he's still but really good at basketball. Yeah, what we fat. can't dispute is is when he plays. He's an all time talented player. Yeah, the talent is unmatched, yeah. Well, that's JR's top 30. Mixed in with my top 30, we're going to go back and forth, see if we can convince each other and come up with a total list. We'll tweet that out. (laughs) We'll put it on any feeds. Uh, And after this, when we come back, we'll talk about a little more kind of takeaways from the list. Then we're going to say goodbye after that, which is crazy that we're almost done, folks. But we'll be back after some more fantastic tunes. We are back. Some great tunes, some killer tunes. I want to do a shout out to two people. One is the creator of that music. His name is Will. His name's Will Adams. Will, I'll cut out your last name if you want me to. Just send me a text. I'll talk to you after the pod. But he made all this music, the intro, the transitions, and the beautiful outro that you're going to hear in a few minutes. Show, shout out Will Adams. Phone number. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and secondary shout out to someone who hasn't done any work as of me speaking right now. But Will, as soon as this pod is done, and that's our wonderful expert editor, Nick Valdez. Let us know if you want us to put your middle name in there as well. Mr. Mauricio. All right. So we didn't mention any rookies in this top 30. For GMs, we're not drafting them, apparently. But which of the rookies do you think has the best chance to jump into this top 30, if any? It's going to be tough because of the team that he's on. But my favorite rookie coming into this season is Paolo Banquero. Beautiful pronunciation again. I just think I like his game the most. I think he might actually fit into that team pretty well. You know, they got a lot of bigs. That's going to be like the biggest team uh, in the league, probably. Magic Cavs will be like, it'll be a roller coaster 6'8" or taller you have to be to play in this game true um and maybe that's just also because i saw him play a lot in the tournament he beat our our school texas tech shout out texas tech i <laughs> um, was sad yeah. and he was incredible yeah i think he just brings like everything you'd want someone to bring um i think someone like chet might have more potential but i don't see him being immediately top 30 worthy what about you yeah, I mean, taking them away from their team, I I like Chet a lot. 
actually. Oh, sorry, and I said that. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I'm okay. <laughs> I like Chet a lot, but we have that potential thing that's happening here. There's been a lot of Jabari hate that has been happening. But if he is really this elite defender, elite three-point shooter that people say he is, then why can't that guy be in the top 30? Because if he is like a healthier, taller version of Clay Thompson, which is his ceiling, if he comes in and is ready to play like that, I want that guy on my team. Totally. He's, he seems NBA ready immediately. Right. Like, and I wouldn't be surprised saying that if Chris Middleton, Clay Thompson coming back and playing healthy, knocks some of these uh, like main ball handler guys off the list. Like if Damian Lillard just isn't right, he's off the list. Like yeah. if he's not the guy anymore, he's off the list. If I don't know, James Harden, same thing. Like if he's not right and he's turning the ball over four times a game still, but not getting to the free throw line 10 times a game, then he's off the list too. So some of these three and D guys that we didn't really mention or give a lot of talk about Middleton, Clay Thompson, and possibly Jabari Smith. I could see rising up and being on this, on this 30. Powell is going to be great. Chet's going to be great. I think Jabari is going to be great too. They just had a bad summer league. Who cares? Yeah, no one's going to remember the summer league the second the real regular season starts. So, yeah, sitting out <laughs> starts in the summer league, apparently. Like the whole <laughs> point of the summer league is getting used to basketball. And Paolo was like, oh, I'm too used to basketball already. <laughs> it's like, hey, maybe just play the other two games, bud. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to sit out already. Just like it's, it's just practice. Like, are you going to practice during the regular season, Paolo? Is that the plan? Whatever. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. How'd you feel about this first pod, my friend? I liked it. I was excited to get our list out to the people. It's fun to prep for these kinds of things. Uh, and we got a lot more good stuff uh, in the works for the next episodes. Yeah. So this is the first part of our NBA preview kind of series. Well, these will be coming out Friday morning, bright and early for the listeners. We got this one, you know, top 30 players. We got free agency recap. We got our NBA best bets. We're going to do tiers. We're going to do a couple of drafts, one salary cap related, one just like team related. We love a list. So De- debuting our dimes 25 or 25 best players ever we got tons of great material for you folks coming up if you like fantasy basketball be sure to tune into the monday pod which will cover all things fantasy basketball we're going to try to stick to reality over here and we'll dip our toe into some fantasy things where james harden is still extremely valuable in that mystical world which he prefers to live (laughs) in (laughs) listeners. If you enjoyed this pod, give us a like folks. Can we get five stars on Spotify, please? Can we get a review? Uh, Can can we get some love? Can we get a share? We want to bring this community together in support of the thing that we love, which is basketball and also talking. This is another thing that I love to do, but What I would love to see is your list of 30. You may have thought, wow, JR is a complete fool for putting DeMar at 21. Or we have thought, man, does Carter not know that Kawhi Leonard hasn't played (laughs) basketball for like a full season literally ever? (laughs) Does does he not have eyes and ears? Um, I do. But it's a lot harder than you think. So I challenge you, listener, to add us at DimesPod with your list of 30. Just give us a list of 10. See if you can even do that. I dare you. It's tough because we're in a great time of basketball right now. JR, what do you think people's like biggest problem, the general pub, is going to be with us? No, just kidding. <laughs> with your list. Um, I think depending on just what team you like, you're going to be like, why wasn't, 
you know, Jalen Brown, number two, obviously behind Tatum, but like, sure. So you just got to really, uh, when you're making these lists, try to take favoritism out of it, which is hard. And mm-hmm. we don't always do that either, but it's hard to be an unbiased list. And I no think Spurs in our list, we didn't put any. Spurs. I think we would have lost all credibility with every <laughs> listener. If we had put a spur on this list, yeah. but, um, it's tough. If we were going to do this list next week with not even new basketball, honestly, it might've been different, but this was just our list, my list today. And again, we want to see yours. Thank you for listening folks to the first of many dimes pods. Again, I'm Carter. That was JR. Talk to you later. Bye.